Welcome back to Extreme Voltage. My name is Dean Melconian, and we are debriefing week three of Chargers football in 2020. The Chargers had a hard-fought game, and they lost 21-16 to the Carolina Panthers. This was a tough loss because the numbers were actually on the winning side for the Chargers. This team really shot themselves in the foot this game all game long, especially the first half. Uh, the problem with this this game was obviously turnover issues. The stat sheet's going to give you four turnovers. Don't don't look at the last one. That was the uh, that was a little desperation hook and ladder play they're trying to get going and and didn't work out unfortunately at the end. I think most of you saw. We'll talk about that in a second. But mainly with the turnover issues, and this is not just on Justin Herbert, who was accounted for two turnovers. It was not on him per se. Uh, he had a fumble uh, early in the game uh, that resulted in a short field where the apparent uh, Panthers capitalized and, and made a field goal. And the second one was a, was an interception later in the game. Uh, yes, those are issues. However, it was also an offensive line problem, which we're going to be discussing today as well. And those are the injury bugs that have come across us again in 2020. That's That's been hurting us, and it's going to continue to hurt us as we move on to week four uh, in a couple days to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll dis- dissect that and more as we uh, we relive the moments for this last game. Look, stat sheet-wise, I'm going to break it down with that first. I'm going to show you the stat sheet on this. Net passing yards, 221 for Carolina, 319 for the Chargers. Check off that one. Total yards, 302 for the Panthers, 436 for the Chargers, which also includes 117 rushing yards on 23 attempts. Um, So total yards was definitely a a big factor for us. Fumbles lost. This is the problem. We had four fumbles in the game. Three were losses. And turnover rate overall was four. Again, let's not count that last one. Uh, penalties was a big one for us this time around. Uh, Pan- Panthers had three for 30. We had eight for 60. And those really will uh, give you problems on that. And that's going to be issues. Um, third down conversion, I love this stat rate. Okay, both offensively and defensively. The Panthers for third down, three of 12. Three of 12. That's great. That's what you need. Um, so one quarter of those third downs, they're, 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 they're only conversion rate. Uh, three-fourths of it is going to be going back to the sideline, which is absolutely great. Uh, 10 out of 15 on third downs on offense. That's beautiful. That's what you want to see. That's that's being smooth and efficient. I like that a lot. So that looked really good. Nobody went for it on fourth down this uh, this game. And time of possession pretty much flat even. 28-49 for Carolina. 31-11 for the Chargers. So the, the numbers are not going to lie. We, we did have the advantage on the numbers, but the biggest factor, I think, a lot of times, and biggest number, and this isn't something that's hyperbole, it's going to be the turnover battle, right? When you show four turnovers here in the game and those guys had zero, that's a factor in a close contest like this 21-16 game. That's the problem. Those one or two additional turnovers, that's going to come back and hurt you, and that's what happened on this case. Uh, Herbert, only playing like the best rookie uh, quarterback in this class right now, okay? 35 of 49, 330 yards, uh, one touchdown. That was uh, later in the game for Keenan Allen. Uh, One interception, two sacks, um, three rushing attempts for 15 yards. And again, the two fumbles we talked about, one was a loss on a fumble. Uh, He played great. 88.0 quarterback rating. He is looking smooth confident, strong in that pocket. I did not like him getting hit so much. Uh, I believe he had nine hits overall against him in quarterback hits uh, back in the pocket. And one of those hits really did hurt him. Uh, that's the one when he got dinged up late in the game and they had to bring him out and they called the timeout. They, instead of getting Easton stick out there to convert a third and four, they trusted 
Justin Herbert. Look, I I like and dislike that call. And here's my breakdown. I like the call because they said, hey, third and four late in the game, we want our best quarterback to do his thing. We have this much confidence in you that we need you to take care of it. Third and four, I'm going to call a timeout. I'm going to bring you back in and I'm going to make sure you're the one that's leading this charge. I love that. That shows uh, it empowers that quarterback to say, hey, you're our guy. We're going to go with you. I like that a lot. What I didn't like, it was a third and four. You have Easton Stick that's very mobile, and he's a good quarterback, right? Get him out there. Let him convert that third and four and move on and save that timeout because this is a close game, and you're probably going to need that timeout later in um, the, the quarter, especially latter moments of the game, right? And we needed it. We needed that timeout, and unfortunately, we lost it. So it's great to second guess, right? Here it is. But that's the problem on those kind of decisions. You have Easton Stick that, like I said, is a mobile quarterback, so he can give you an option to run pass on that third and four. It's it's a doable third and four. It's not a third and six or third and seven or third and eight where it's a passing down only pretty much. you got a third and four. I have enough confidence in Easton Stick that I've seen last year, and I know what he can do in practice for me, okay? Let him go out there and finish off. Hold on to that timeout. So that was my that was my little two cents on it. But hey, I'm not the coach, luckily. But again, um, Justin Herbert played a, a phenomenal game. It's only a second start, and listen, he is he is the guy. Okay, by by him going back and and being on the bench, and, and Tyrod coming in, that's probably going to happen with this with this coach. Uh, but it's the wrong decision to make. Uh, I don't think it's going to behoove him or be anything advantageous for him to sit back on the bench and take mental reps uh, while Tyrod's playing out there. He's not that kind of quarterback that needs more time on the bench learning the game from that sideline. It's not going to help him progress into who he's going to be eventually, which is a star in this league. Okay, And don't take my word for it. Go ahead and listen to any good analysts out there in regards to the quarterback position, and you're going to see what they're talking about. Okay. This kid has every item in the in the book to make him a star in this game, including the mental aspect of it as well. All right, so the leadership aspect, he has all the physical, tangible qualities. That's there, but it's all the, also the other intangibles that he has that make it great. And he's a coachable kid as well. So don't go back on the bench. Keep riding him. The only uh, problem I would have is this offensive line. And if we're going to be playing against that kind of a protection plan, then then maybe he should go back to the sideline because he's going to get hurt. And I don't want to be too rough on this offensive line, but it's not looking good right now, especially on the right side. Um, so what happened was, of course, you saw the game, and if, uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to watch the game yet, Brian Blaga, uh, our right side tackle, uh, got hurt. He's already been suffering through some uh, knee injuries and so forth. He had a back. Uh, his back injury came back up again, and he had to go ahead and, uh, and, and sit back out in the second half. So we lost uh, Brian Balaga again. Um, Trey Turner, which I had told you in my previous podcast, I loved the way he was moving. He's a big bear, dancing bear, and he had a great game uh, week two um, against Kansas City. He got hurt. And um, he had a groin injury on that one. So he's been out, and I think he's also out for this upcoming game as well, which really hurts us. Uh, that's a problem. Tyree St. Louis came in. I like the big kid. Uh, but he got out very quickly with a concussion issue, and he's out this week as well. In place comes in the newly signed Ryan Groy, who's a seven-year veteran in the NFL, but just does not have a lot of playing time. It's more practice, uh, practice squad situations. Uh, so he came in. 
um, give up a lot of pressures. And I'm going to watch him a little more closely on the All-22 tape just to get a better idea of, of the collapse in the second half with that with that right side. And uh, that was an issue. Uh, Trey Pipkins came in, of course, our third-round pick uh, from last year, and he took Balaga's side at the right tackle. And just to be fair, he is working as a left tackle. Uh, so by, by him being placed as a swing tackle situation going to the right side, Look, it is a night and day difference for some of these guys. Some guys are able to, to play a swing tackle shift where they're able to go from left to right with uh, moderate or minimal issues between it because it really is a different game on each side. Um, he's a left tackle going to right. So, yeah, he's going to have problems, and it showed. Um, as he was pressured, he gave up six passing pressures on just about a little over 50% of the snaps. So that's a lot of pressures to give up, and that was the weakness on that side. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. If he's just got to improve his game on that right side. Or if he just can't do it, then he's got to have somebody else that goes in the right side and, and plays it, and he just stays at left because you just cannot give that, that blind side uh, attack on Justin. And uh, Justin felt it. Again, nine hits is what I'm saying uh, through my stat line here from profootballreference.com. Uh, nine hits is what he took, and that last one that he had had the that, that rib issue, which we, he had to come out of the game from. So uh, that was a problem. He got sacked twice in this game as well. Uh, again, he really did a good job avoiding the pressure, and a lot of times he just stood in the front of that pressure and let it come in and, and hit him as he's throwing the ball. So uh, kudos to him. Just a great piece of work on that end. Uh, so good work on that side. Um, defensively speaking, I thought we had a really great game plan. Uh, again, limiting that third down from only th- um, thir- three out of 12 uh, third down uh, conversions, which is excellent. Uh, defense really held it tight. No picks, no interceptions. However, had some good good hits on the quarterback. We had some good TFLs, uh, tackles for losses. Kazir White continues to uh, lead the battle on the defensive side and lead the charge with 11 uh, combined tacks as the leader of the game for the for an amount of tacks, uh, tackles. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins uh, battling that groin injury just came and had a heck of a game. Uh, nine combined tackles, two tackles for losses. Going back to Kazir, he also had a tackle for loss. Joey Bosa had a, uh, had a sack along with a quarterback hit and two tackles for losses. Um, so that was nice to see as well. Again, some good combinations. Michael Davis, uh, Nasir Adderley with some um, you know good tackling uh, to, to counter him up as well. The problem, though, for defensive line is Joey Bosa right now with these uh, the jumping off sides. We saw it the week before with Melvin Ingram jumping off sides on these calls, and now we're seeing it with Joey Bosa. And I'm sure you've been reading and, and seeing why these are happening. This is going on because we're playing in, in, in fields that do not literally do not have any fans. And every single uh, bark, yell, uh, cadence that you're hearing from these quarterbacks are going to jump these guys up. And it happens more so than other times, especially home field advantage. You have none. Uh, the defense, uh, the, the fans aren't yelling when the defense is out there, and you're hearing every single thing the quarterback is, is saying. So, unfortunately, that's also negative sometimes, just like we're seeing it now, because these cats are jumping off sides a lot. And this week it was Joey Bosa's turn, and it really hurt us. Those five-yard penalties, uh, you know, gave him first downs and, and kept the drives going with, with easier, easier third downs to make. So that was a problem on that end, and it's got to get fixed. It's, it's back-to-back weeks now, and that defense has to just – just keep those ears uh, closed and just keep uh, keep watching that ball because it's going to be a problem for us if that continues. And it did hurt us this week. They faced the Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey, right, the MVP of that team, if not the league, uh, this year if he was healthy. Um, Mike Davis came in. Again, we talked about it last week. Big running back. He did a good job running. Uh, didn't do a phenomenal job. I think we did okay with him. 
But once he got across that offensive line, attacks that second level, that becomes a problem, uh, right? That could be an issue. He only ran 13 times, 46 yards. Uh, 25 was his longest, so he broke away with that one uh, big run, um, and he gained 45 yards out of those. So, uh, correction, he had also eight receptions for 45 yards, and that was the big one. So he's gaining 46 on the ground and 45 through the air, and that's that's a lot of targets coming at him with eight targets. So he was a factor in this game, and he scored that one rushing touchdown. And that rushing touchdown came after the fact that we had held Carolina to a field goal attempt. And because uh, uh, Jerry Tillery literally lined up on the wrong area uh, by the center or across from the center, which is illegal to do, that penalty got called and they were given a fresh new set of downs and that Mike Davis touchdown round run became the uh, the factor on that 13 yards for a touchdown. That was the issue. Um, so those are the concerns we're going to have. We can't give teams second chances on, on really penalties where you're lining up in the wrong slots. That just can't happen. That's a coaching issue. That cannot occur in games. We can't give up small ones like that. And again, just like the offsides penalties, we can give up uh, on these issues as well. And that was a concern. I believe Carolina Panthers were in the red zone six separate times for the Chargers, and they only came away with uh, with one touchdown. And that's huge. Uh, that really is big. That is your red zone defense coming to work and attacking it. And unfortunately, another injury happened on our defensive side uh, with Chris Harris going down, right, uh, with the ankle issue ankle foot issue. So that's going to be a problem. He's going to be gone. He's on the IR, short-term IR, uh, three to three to five weeks. So let's see how that works out. In the meantime, uh, Desmond King and Nasir Adderley are reportedly going to be working that slot area. Uh, conversely, I'm going back and forth with it with the safety positions as well. So it'll be uh, in, in a dual role capacity. Luckily, they have that in their repertoire to be able to work as a, as a slot corner and a uh, up high safety. So we'll see both of those cats playing and, and see how that's working out. I'll see if there's any other safeties that are going to be uh, coming up. I believe Jaleel Dai is going to be back on our, our active roster now, and he played last week, I believe, as well. He'll get a lot of the uh, strong safety uh, positional uh, places as well. Sean can always go back to free safety. So that can work on that end uh, as well. So they'll, they'll make that up until they get these DBs back in circulation. Offensively speaking, again, a great effort uh, this week with the uh, rushing component of this Chargers team. Uh, Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, again, great stuff. 12 carries on Austin Eckler, uh, almost well, 59 yards uh, with one touchdown on that on that run. Uh, Josh Kelly, 8 for 43. Uh, 16 yards was his longest. And that was great. But unfortunately, he did fumble in this game. That really put us in a bad spot. That fumble put him at the... At, at their own 40-yard line uh, going back our way so that we had a chance to score on that drive, and, and we lost out on that one, unfortunately. So we got to control those fumbling issues, and that's something I'm sure uh, Anthony Lynn's going to talk about as the ex-running back that he is. Uh, check this out. Austin Eckler had um, 11 targets in the game, caught all 11 for 84 yards, longest of 28. He is phenomenal, man. He is just a great all-around running back. So he played Extremely well. Uh, Josh Kelly, two targets with uh, two receptions for nine yards. How about Keenan Allen that day? Targeted 19 times, right, with 13 receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Should have had should have had that two-point conversion at the end of the game or close to the end of the game, which would have put us up to 21-18 and just a field goal away. And unfortunately, that did not happen. That was a key, key drop. And, you know, I mean, what am I going to say? The guy caught 13 pass for 132 and a touchdown, and I'm, I'm slamming him here for that that 
two-point conversion, but these are the things that needs to get done. A few extra things have to get done for us to go over the top and beat uh, and win games like this and, and beat teams that we need to beat and also come close to beating games or being in games with, with teams that are sometimes better than us, but that's what's going to give us an, an advantage and an edge to win games ugly like that, and we need to have those happen. So unfortunately, that didn't occur. Uh, K.J. Hill, I got to tell you, very disappointed. Four targets, only one reception, 15 yards. Had a couple of drops, and those are key drops. And he had to come in because Mike Williams was out after that uh, that reception he made where they gave him a false uh, uh, a pass interference on an offensive side penalty, which I thought was really bogus. Um, after that, when he was out of the game, and he's going to be out this week, I believe as well. Uh, KJ Hill, you got to step up. You got to make those catches. I know you're you're a rookie. I know it's uh, it's stressful when you're out there. That ball's coming. You and one of them was well, the first one I saw was simply he just literally took his uh, eyes off the football and turned back to where he's going to run to make that uh, advantage on a run. And you just can't do that. Secure the pass first. Secure the pass first and, and go from there. I thought that was some of the rookie uh, mistakes that happened. So we'll keep working on that. Hunter Henry, phenomenal job. Seven targets, five catches, 50 yards. Uh, just keeps working. Jalen Guyton did a good job. Two catches uh, on three targets with 23 yards. And, of course, Mike Williams was the one for 17 and, 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 and the injury. So these are the things we're talking about. Um, it really was a winnable game. The stat sheet doesn't lie. It, it was favoring us. And the turnovers just just eroded our, our play. Offens- offensive line uh, injuries really are concerning, and we don't want another quarterback getting uh, getting hurt. And they got to protect him. I don't care if you put a second or third tight end. You put Virgil Green, Virgil Green on that side. You start rolling some other guys on that side, and and getting the running backs to, to check on that and and pass pro on that right side. You got to protect this kid because you can't have uh, people teeing off and just attacking him and getting, he's gonna, he eventually he's going to get hurt. Okay. We, we can't have that happen. You got to give him the best protection available out there. So that's going to be key for this game. Speaking of the game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on our docket, right? They're playing well. They are playing well, but they are beatable. All right. This is not the dream team that people were predicting uh, in the offseason. Of course, Brady's there with his 86.7% uh, quarterback rating on pro football focus. PFF has him as a sixth best quarterback right now to 36. Um, their running back field is interesting, right? They have Ronald Jones uh, right now, and they have, of course, the newly acquired Leonard Fournette. And I think you might see a little more Fournette in this one as well uh, to bang in there. They have a decent offensive line that's doing really well right now. They have some injuries right now at Tampa Bay offensively. Uh, Chris Godwin uh, being one of the biggest issues, that hamstring injury right now, and he's been affected by it. Mike Evans, not an injury, but, man, uh, no connection really right now. Even though he had two touchdowns last game, that's it's kind of uh, you know, ironic to say about the connection. But literally, what, two yards in the game? The, the guy is not being uh, used and utilized the way he was uh, last year. And that's that's all over the field when he's being thrown and given the a chance to uh, to manhandle somebody and and you know catch a pass and, and roll for twenty or thirty yards or forty yards. He's not getting those those plays in. Luckily, that will continue for us because he's a beast in the in the in the field in the open field. So that'll be a problem. But Mike Evans is there right now, sixty point four on the uh, PFF rating scale. Uh, Scotty Miller uh, playing really well on the on the right side as DX. And he's at a 66.8. I like Scotty Miller. He's also banged up this week, so I'm not sure if he's a full go, and that could be an issue. Gronkowski uh, made himself uh, uh, a viable target last week. I believe he had had seven uh, catches in there last week. So he's playing really well and doing his thing. 
this is a good this is a really good offensive uh, team for Tampa Bay and it's going to be a problem for for our defense obviously to control this but it's definitely doable even with all the injuries we have in the back end it's something that they can still cover and handle and they should be able to do it the biggest component is the defensive line I believe that D-line can come in and attack Brady. Unlike what we faced him a couple of years ago in the Patriots, I think he's to be had in this game because we have a much stronger middle uh, rush uh, with Lenvel Joseph and Wasu attacking. Uh, we have Bosa, obviously. I think we're having a lot more interior uh, rush coming with Jerry Tillery. And I think that can be exposed. I think they can attack Brady. He is uh, he's a statue back there. And if he's not going to get rid of that ball after his first or second read, he's going to get hit. He's not going to have an option to run away from it. Um, opposed to what we saw with Mahomes uh, in week two and Bridgewater in week three, where he was getting the ball out of there really quickly, not really getting hit. Uh, I think we have a chance to really put some lumber onto him and start making him uh, not want to play back there as much. So hopefully a defense comes through again and has a really good showing. Otherwise, if he's going to pick apart that secondary, we're banged up right now, and those safeties going to be could have problems, right? Especially with Gronkowski playing better than than and than he was the first couple weeks and kind of getting back into his form a little bit as a pass receiver. That could be an issue as well. Uh, so we got to just be careful of that. This is a game where the Chargers can sneak out of there with a win. And I'm looking at 28-24, 27-24 type of win. I think our defense can slow these guys down, which we've seen they can be slowed down, right, in the last few games. Um, Their defense is good. Buckner's defense is good, but I think the fact that Justin Herbert gives us that lightning rod of an offensive attack, I love the way he's playing, and we got a good running game. I'll tell you, you bring those together, that's going to be an impactful situation. Mike Williams is down, so these uh, rookie receivers, young receivers, got to step up. Jalen Guyton, KJ Hill, you guys got to step it up, and you got to play it. You got to give them a lot more support. It can't be a 20 targets to Keenan Allen again, right? Austin uh, Eckler's got to do his thing again, make his catches, make his runs. Uh, Josh Kelly, continue what you're doing. Protect that ball. Make some big runs. We have a really good opportunity to win this game. And if it's a 31-20 the other way, I can see that potentially happening. If it, if it goes that way with turnovers again, with you know some kind of lack of um, execution on offense, yeah, it, it can go that way pretty quickly. It's a veteran team that can score on you, right? Brady knows how to win. Uh, not breaking news here. So they got to put it together. Don't play from a, a disadvantages uh, um, situation where you're down by a touchdown or two. You got to get in the game early. You got to score. You got to keep the uh, scoring going and let them try to catch up. And that way they can make their mistakes and you can get some interceptions or, or good sacks and, and continue building on the running game. Because once we start running that game and Herbert's taking over with his offensive magic, then we've got good conversions going on and we're draining clock and we're draining clock and we're going to get a good nice win. So I'm going to predict a 28-24 win. We'll talk about it next week. want to thank a few people before we leave today. Again, our producer, our guy behind the glass, Tyrell Mad Dog Wiggins, taking care of us today for production. Appreciate you, Tyrell. And, of course, want to thank Kevin McLeod for Strength of the Titans and the Ice Giants for his awesome music. You can find him at filmmusic.io. Hope you guys are doing great. Keep on listening to us on Extreme Voltage Podcast. Please download, get our numbers up, tell your friends and listeners, and, and can keep it going. You can find us on Instagram, Extreme Voltage Podcast. You can get me on uh, Twitter at dmilconian3. Otherwise, you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Hope these guys play well. Catch you next week on Extreme Voltage